Hello and welcome to another episode of the Pursuing Greatness Podcast, a place where experts share their wisdom on living well by mastering your health, your wealth, your relationships, and your spirit. Before we get started, I want to remind everyone the best way to support the show is simply to share this episode with your friends and family. Also, if you want to learn more about Mastering Life, go to our website at pursuinggreatnesspodcast.com. With that said, I hope you enjoy the episode. We have a very special guest with us today, so grab your pen and paper and enjoy the journey. All right, and we are live. Today we have with us Jack's Jack Paxton. Sorry, I keep wanting to put an S on the end of your name there. Um, Jack it. Paxton. <laughs> Jack helps companies scale using ads. Since 2011, he started Top Growth Marketing and accumulated $200 million plus in profitable ad spend, working with $100 to $100,000 per day budgets. Jack then co-founded Viper, a contest giveaway and rewards program builder. And also his latest project is Hiax, which is a creator-focused funnel membership and course builder. So Jack is the marketing guru. Jack, thank you very much for hopping on the podcast today. How are you? Very good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm um, really excited to be on this one. And yeah, took a look at a few of your podcasts and uh, some really good content that you're putting out. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, thanks for the compliment there. Um, this is another good content right here. So let's, uh, let's get to making it. <laughs> Uh, to get us started, why don't you tell everybody, you know, where you are, what you do, and how you got started down that path in the first place. Yeah, so I originally started uh, in digital marketing literally from uh, university when I started doing some internships. Um, school, the school was offering some super terrible internships, um, and so I went out and found a digital marketing company I wanted to work with. Uh, they kind of got me introduced to, uh, you know, email marketing, website development, and then affiliate marketing. So I started, you know, like, yeah, a, at the very bottom, really, um, as an intern. And then over time, I sort of uh, found the stuff that I really liked, started um, putting more time in, and uh, just sort of started running ads on Facebook when it kind of like first became a thing. So like, you know, 10, 10 plus years ago when I was running ads on Facebook, anything you put up would, con would convert and it would just turn into money. Um, <laughs> it was insane. Years. Yeah. And so I was like, wow, this is pretty good. And so then I started doing a little bit more of that and, um, you know, started a division in that marketing agency. Um, then I started taking on sort of like some client work and that sort of thing. And at this time I was in Australia and then I sort of got to the point where I was like, okay, well, Australia is great, but the budgets aren't really that big. And all of these internet marketing uh, people seem to be in the US. Um, and I had done a study abroad over in the US. And so then after graduating, moved to the US, started working with a few ad agencies over there. Um, once I had kind of seen the budgets what I was working with, um, you know, freelance obviously started becoming a thing. And then uh, took on some uh, freelance clients, started getting too much work to do myself. So started hiring people and that's how Top Growth Marketing started. Uh, along that way, I met my co-founder who is a uh, developer and looking at the kind of grand scheme of things, I was like, hey, agencies are great, but they're always so hard to scale very profitably. Um, and then that's when I started getting more interested in SaaS, so software as a service and building out software products where you could have one-to-many instead of one-to-one. -one. And, you know, ad agencies are more like one-to-one -one as you scale up the, uh, you know, the client portfolio, you have to scale up the team to kind of like match that. There's always, you always need like a project manager or a media buyer, a creative person on every single account. 
Um, so it's, it's much harder to scale. Whereas with SaaS, um, software as a service, it's kind of like one to many. You can have like one developer, one marketer to, you know, 10, 100, 1,000. The only variable is really changing like, you know, hosting costs and maybe some support, um, but much easier to scale. So we started getting involved with that with my co-founder. And then we developed our first software company, Viper. And now we're just about to launch our second software company. Um, so yeah, it's been a pretty crazy crazy ride and uh, a lot of it has been revolved around digital marketing awesome man i yeah i love your story you're the first one that's come um whose, whose story kind of got started as an intern and i i love that because i did some internships back in the day and uh they sucked there it was a hor- it was like a horrible experience so um uh, it's cool that you got started there that kind of you know got your story started in uh, internet marketing um, I think it's such a good place to start as well. Um, like it's a shame that internships are kind of like decreasing as places like California are making it like, you know, you have to pay minimum wage on it. Mm. And I think companies are like, well, I don't really want to have to train someone, pay the minimum wage, invest all this time and then have them leave in six months. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's, I think it's kind of tough for the companies to decide to keep doing that. Whereas, um, you know, I would, I loved getting paid as an intern, but the opportunities and the experience should definitely counteract some of that pay, I think. Yeah, no, absolutely. Especially when you're getting a hard skill like uh, like marketing, something that you can actually take along with you. Um, I think mm-hmm. internships are great that way. I, I could get on my soapbox here. I've always thought that uh, <laughs> I always thought that education should be more like the medieval times when they had, you know, apprenticeships and all like that. Um, yeah. I thought that was a, a good thing, but uh, that's a, that's something else for a different podcast. Let's uh, continue down the road of marketing. Um, so you, you got started as an intern, you did, uh, the, the one-on-one kind of thing. So you, you created your actual agency, um, top mm-hmm. growth marketing, uh, and you kind of hit the ceiling there. You kind of realized it, it was a little bit more difficult to scale. Um, so before we get into the other, the Viper and the Hyax, take me to the, the growth period that you, that you experienced in top growth marketing. You know, a lot of people mm-hmm. listening to this podcast, they have their own business that they're trying to scale. Um, mm-hmm. and they, you know, they're running into problems. So kind of t- take us through your own journey when it came to scaling that. Sure. And no, the, the agency is still running. Um, so the top growth marketing is still growing and thriving. Uh, I'm just kind of less involved and I've put in managers and, you know, a big support team. Gotcha. Um, so that's working well. And then I do like business development, sales, that sort of stuff. Um, so in terms of marketing, like when you say, uh, people have their own businesses, are they, do they have their own agencies they want to learn how to build or do they have their own kind of like e-commerce stores that they want to build? What's the, what's the best strategy you go for here? No. So, um, so I really want to hear your perspective on just growing a business. Um, it doesn't really have to come from the perspective of marketing. Um, the people mm-hmm. listening to this podcast, uh, it, it really is just about, it's pursuing greatness. So it is how to live a great life. Um, and so mm-hmm. we're really focused on how to, you know, the people who do, who choose business as a path, um, you know, there's so many obstacles that come in your way. So how did you uh, get through those? And, uh, and what were the kind of the lessons that you learned in you know, going from just you and your client to you and a team. Yeah, sure. So starting out, you like the biggest lesson I learned going through this is to build out one, a really good team. Um, You're never, you're never going to be able to hire someone who's going to care as much as you do. So you can't expect them to. Um, So I think building out a really good team is really important. So hiring the right people, 
really looking at attitude because skills you can teach and train attitude is very hard to change. Mm. Um, so hiring great people with great attitudes is really good. Um, and also, uh, doing everything like a lot of the stuff that I did, I did myself learnt kind of how it works, uh, what took a lot of time, what took a lot of money and then found the solution by hiring someone who could do the important things and what I didn't need to do, like the stuff that was taking too long, not producing much revenue. So doing everything yourself first and then creating a process um, works really well in pretty much any business, really. Like if you are starting a business, you're usually starting by yourself. Um, And then as you kind of go through everything, you're like, okay, I'm not very good at that. I should hire someone to do that. Okay, even though I'm not very good at it, I've done it a few times. These are the main, most important things. All right, let's create a process for that person to do around it. Um, because you really need to help guide people that you hire uh, to do the right things in the right situations. And that helps when you've done it yourself because you kind of understand the process more. So I think that's, that's a, one of my biggest takeaways that I did as I was growing, you know, multiple companies and hiring multiple people. Um, and then when it comes to also growing your business, uh, you know, putting the team in place is great, but you still need to generate revenue. So you still need customers or clients. And one of the most successful strategies around this is just being an expert in your area or your field. So when you think about your business, okay, so who are the influencers in that space? Um, What are the events? What are the Facebook groups? What are the blogs? Uh, What are the podcasts? What are all the influential things in your niche? And then you're like, okay, well, how can I get involved in those things? So I started speaking at marketing conferences, started creating marketing content, um, started partnering up with other marketers, um, started doing like training webinars, free courses. Like I do a lot of training with Shopify merchants. Um, and so think about where your ideal customers or clients go to get experience and knowledge and wealth and then figure out how you can get involved in that so that you become an authority in your space. And then once you're an authority in your space, it's much easier to have those conversations with customers and clients because you're teaching them and you're adding value rather than you're trying to hard pitch and hard sell them because people hate being sold to. Um, yeah. So no, I know, I, is, is that enough? I can, I can keep going if you want. No, no, no. I love it. I was, uh, I really like that perspective. Um, you know, kind of show that you're an expert, uh, which kind of from my perspective is just give your advice, give, give everything that you, that you know, because you are the expert. You, Jack, are the expert in marketing. You know more than other people. Um, so you went out there, you gave your knowledge. And from all of just being out there and engaging with people, uh, that then it came back to you. Um, I don't know. I really like that, that perspective. Uh, and there's many different ways you can do that. Um, podcasts are one. I'm a, I'm a biased towards podcasts. So you, if that's not you, you can go to conferences. You can do whatever it is. Jack gave a lot of examples there. Um, so I love, I love that you did that. Uh, so kind of go in, you, you, you went out, you, you, um, gave your advice at all these different, at, you know, places that it sounds like you went to conferences, et cetera. Uh, at what point did you start running ads for your company? Um, so in terms of a marketing company, it's hard to run ads for a marketing company because you're always <laughs> going to be kind of criticized. So I think the most successful one has actually been a lot of the organic content we do, a lot of the relationships we build. And then what I focus on is remarketing. So once someone's shown a little bit of interest, I go really heavy on the remarketing. So 
if you go to our website, you're going to see, you know, recordings of webinars, recordings of conferences. If you're on our email list, you're going to get like, you know, four months worth of drip, which is just value add, you know, how to do email marketing, how to run Facebook ads, how to set up your account. So really with the marketing and the ads for a marketing company, I think you don't necessarily want to go out and run prospecting ads. You want to really focus on the remarketing ads and you want to organically get in front of people. Because if you force yourself in front of people as a marketing agency, you straight away come off as a marketer trying to sell something to them. Yeah. Whereas if you organically come across someone and then you start marketing to them, it's much different because they've found you and then you're just following up. So for a marketing agency, that's what I found to be the best strategy for all of those clients who are all e-commerce. Um, you know, running ads is essential for most of those brands. Um, you know, it's the biggest stream of revenue. It's where they get all their traffic from. And it's something that's very scalable. So you can look at like SEO and other marketing strategies. Um, it's not really scalable. You can't really just turn up the, the budget on it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's much harder to do. So in terms of running ads for any other business, because marketing is very specific, um, but in terms of running ads for any other business, definitely make sure you have your remarketing set up because most people aren't going to go back to your website unless you prompt them to. So the buckets that I usually suggest people set up is remarketing for people who visit your website. So that's setting up your pixel on Google and Facebook. Anytime someone comes to your website, you're going to show them an ad on, you know, Facebook or Instagram or YouTube, um, you know, within 30 days of them visiting your website. So your goal is to get them back to your website. The next bucket is remarketing people who engage with you on um, social media. So in Facebook, you can create audiences based on people who like, comment, and share your content. So if they've already done that, they've got some sort of interest in you. So you want to make sure that you run remarketing ads, give out your best value first. So make sure that your first set of ads is just kind of like delivering value, making your prospect's life easier and more enjoyable. However, you can do that, whether that's solving a problem for them, giving them free cheat sheets, giving them free downloads, whatever it may be, you've just got to provide value. Your first step has to be providing value because if your first step is trying to sell something, they're going to be turned off straight away. And then the third one is remarketing via email. So, you know, making sure that you try and capture that person's email address because that is, yes, it's an older strategy, but it's still one of the most effective. People still look at email every single day, multiple times a day. And it is very cost effective for people who don't want to spend too much on ads because once you kind of get that person on your email list, they're in there forever until they unsubscribe. Um, and you can keep, keep marketing to them, keep giving them value, keep giving them content and then put in, you know, an email or two about your services or about what you could do for them, that sort of thing. Um, so, you know, if you're starting out with your business, really focus on remarketing with your ads, getting as many people on your email list as possible and then scaling from there. Awesome. No, I, I love it. That is a really good, uh, concise way to kind of look about it. Um, the, actually the question, the next question I was going to ask, um, was if you could kind of put on the hat, um, let's say of, uh, let's say a real estate agent, um, she, you know, let's call her Susie. She's just starting out, uh, as an agent. Um, she had, she doesn't have a port a portfolio. She doesn't have a, a long client list. Um, and so she, now she needs to get clients. So take that scenario and what would you do in the first uh, two months? Yeah, so this is a great one, actually. Um, what I would do is I would really focus on a certain area. So if there's a few zip codes or postcodes, depending on where you're listening from, um, that you focus on selling on, create kind of like a report on that, that postcode or that, that zip code. 
and then just require people to put their name and email in to get that report. Run your ads just to those zip codes um, and people who maybe have a higher income. Um, so you can filter um, in Facebook and Google by income level. So run that as an ad in the zip codes and then run the report on like, you know, the best property to buy in those zip codes, the best property types, the best offers, whatever it is, you want to be giving them value by doing the, either the research for them or, you know, curating the best houses for them or something like that. Just have that as like a PDF or even like a, a, uh, a website page that's hidden that once they sign up, they get access to that. And so then you've got this really long list of emails that people who are interested in those zip codes and then have kind of like an email drip that continually, uh, you know, tells those people about upcoming properties available and that sort of thing and try and get people to respond with if they're looking for a property or not. As soon as they're looking for a property, try and get their phone number, try and have a conversation with them and then try and become their agent. Um, that would be my process if I was a, a real estate agent and how you kind of can lead with value, then get that connection, that personal connection, put them into your CRM or whatever real estate agents use to, you know, keep track of all the potential buyers or sellers um, and, you know, feed them through that funnel to, to make those sales or get those people who are looking to sell their house. Because I think you, you work on both sides, don't you? You're looking for people who are buying and selling. Absolutely. No, that was, that was killer. If you're a, if you're a real estate agent right or out there, you just got the, the keys to the castle. So uh, follow Jack's <laughs> advice right there. Um, cool. So let's, uh, let's move on. You, you know, top growth marketing is your marketing agency. Um, but you also have Viper and Hiax. Uh, how has that kind of differed? Um, the, the launching of that, how has it differed between, uh, I mean, you, you were talking about one to many, one to one, how is the experience been different between uh, the two different categories, I suppose. Yeah. So all of my experience was kind of running Facebook and Google ads for e-commerce stores um, and, you know, people doing direct to consumer stuff. Um, and then I swapped over to um, SaaS software as a service and started doing B2B. And so B2B is very different to B2C. <laughs> um, and so it was definitely challenging. And I would say ads were, ads were less effective for B2B than they were B2C. So we had to kind of pivot and we started investing in other strategies as well as ads. So we started doing content marketing, webinars, a lot of training, a lot of um, you know, uh, free case studies and all that sort of stuff to get out in front of these people trying to grow their business um, because Viper helps people run giveaways, contests, and referral programs. So it's very, very B2B focused. It's for business owners trying to grow their email list or trying to grow their social following and that sort of thing. Um, so there's a few people that are going to have to be included in that decision-making process. And, you know, you don't really get excited about buying B2B stuff. It's not like, hell yeah, I can't wait to go buy that software um, <laughs> in comparison to like buying shoes or a new outfit, new car, whatever it may be. Um, so yeah, the, the strategy shifted a little bit from you know just running direct response ads into uh kind of similar to what i was talking about with the marketing agency marketing you know being a little bit more organic up front and then using the ads as remarketing to close um that strategy worked a lot better and i think email marketing became way more important um so you know with a b2b sale you're probably going to have to have you know 10 to 20 touch points and our conversion window is usually around like 20 to 30 days. So once someone first discovers a brand, it takes 20 to 30 days before they turn into a customer. 
Whereas direct to consumer, usually it's only like four to six touch points. And usually the conversion window is within a few days. Oh, wow. So okay. that changes the marketing strategy that you need to use for each type, whether it's B2C or B2B. Um, so yeah, I would say that was the biggest change going from, you know, marketing agency over to software and going from B2C to B2B. Cool. No, I love it that, uh, um, B2C and B2B, I I've, uh, for real estate, I dabbled in many different things and I, and a lot of it was B2C and it's a lot different <laughs> than uh, B2B. I feel like I kind of do better in, in the B2B space, but, um, that's cool yeah. that you've uh, been able to straddle both of those there. Um, shoot, man, we are, we are at the end of the episode. It goes so quick, man. 20 minutes is nothing. So, uh, before we close out, we're going into the quick question around, and this is just nice. me asking you quick questions and you giving a quick response. Um, starts out with the habit question. Habits are what I feel are the foundation of our life. It kind of underpins everything that you do. So if you could give one habit that you feel has contributed the most to your success today, what is that habit? Uh, consistency for sure. Um, you know, just sticking to it, um, you know, problem solving over a long period of time. I love it. Consistency is key for sure. Um, next one is books. I'm a big bookie. I hope you are too. So give me one recommendation on either business and marketing and then, um, and what is it? Life wisdom. There we go. Um, at the moment I'm reading a book by Nathan Lacker. Um, uh, I think it's, I, can't, I forget the title. It's like how to be a capitalist or something like that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's really interesting. He's like pretty interesting person. He's a big podcaster as well, actually. Um, but yeah, it goes into a lot of stuff for growing businesses, systems, understanding business, that sort of thing. Um, and he gives real life examples, um, you know, reveals all sort of thing, which I really liked. So his book is really good. Um, in terms of life advice, um, uh, my, my dad made me read this book called the richest man in Babylon oh, yeah. like, ages ago when I was a little kid. And like, I just keep going back to that. It's just like such good life advice. Um, oh, even yeah. though it's like, whatever it is, a hundred plus years old. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, man, the, the, the old books are the good books. They knew how to write back then. Um, and mm. the richest man in Babylon, I have been recommended, um, that book many times, but I haven't picked it up. So I, uh, I gotta do it. Um, oh, it's super short it's, read uh, too. What was that? It's a super short read as well. Like you can get through it in like, you know, a few days. Perfect. That's, it sounds like the alchemist. Have you ever read that one? No, I haven't. I'll have to check uh, that one out. You're going to have to check it out. Um, awesome. So richest man in Babylon and how to be a capitalist. Uh, next question. Um, okay. So if you could go back to Jack who was just starting out the one, you know, you hadn't done, you're, you're an intern. Let's say that go back to the Jack. You're an intern. You're just learning the ropes. Um, sit down with him and give him just one piece of advice moving forward. What is that piece of advice? Um, I think it would be take more risks. Um, nice. You know, I think the, the main thing is I was, I'm a little bit more conservative. Um, and, you know, everybody always thinks of the worst case scenario, but the worst case scenario rarely works out. And if something does go wrong, usually you can pivot and fix it. Um, so yeah, I would tell that person, take more risks, you know, take on big, bigger clients, hire more people, take on more risk and, uh, and see how it goes. <laughs> Killer. I love it. Uh, next question. This is an easy one. Where is your favorite place to go, um, to get a little bit of solitude and, uh, R&R? Oh, definitely surfing. Um, yeah, coming from Australia, 
um, you know, grew up by the beach sort of thing. And yeah, that's definitely the best time. You're like out in the ocean, super calming, getting a bit of physical exercise, no screens anywhere to be seen. It's good. I love it. I love it. Surfing. I've, uh, I haven't done it. I live in Washington, so I'm, it's basically an ice <laughs> tough. Back here. Uh, but I've, uh, I've heard people say great things about it. So, um, cool. Last question. This one's for the listeners. You've given us tons of great advice. Um, so if somebody did want to reach out and get in contact with you, what would be the best way for them to do that? Uh, you can just go to jackpaxton.com. Um, that'll have like, you know, a bunch of stuff on there on, you know, the, a marketing agency, if you need help running ads, the software, if you, uh, you know, need help with giveaways, contests, and then our latest one, Hayax is going to help, um, creators build, uh, courses, membership sites and marketing funnels. Um, so yeah, if you just go to jackpaxon.com, you'll find all that. And then my email that you can reach me on is jack at topgrowthmarketing.com. Um, you know, I'm definitely more, most available by email. You can try my LinkedIn and Twitter and stuff, but it might be a slower response. Perfect. Uh, so that was Jack Paxton, J A C K P A X T O N, um, com. You can reach out there. I'll also put his links in the show notes below. So if you'd like to reach out and say hi to Jack, go ahead and click through there. Um, and awesome. So Jack, thank you very much. I hope my dog has been barking in the background. So I hope that has I can't hear it at all. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. <laughs> uh, anyways, thank you for hopping on. I had a blast having a conversation with you. I know everybody else listening and watching has as well. Um, for everybody who's here on the podcast with us today, thank you guys for showing up. We do this because of you. You are the reason for us to be here. Um, so thanks for being here. Again, the best way to support the show is just to subscribe, like, and share with your friends and family. Other than that, I hope you guys have a great day, a great week, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Nice. Thanks, Gabe. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Pursuing Greatness podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show and got some actionable advice and insights that you can apply to your own life today. If you enjoyed the show and you'd like to support us, the best way to do so would just be to subscribe to the show and share this episode with your friends and your family. If you'd like to learn more about how to master your life by mastering your health, wealth, relationships, and spirit, head on over to our website at pursuinggreatnesspodcast.com. With that said, I hope you have an absolutely amazing day. Keep living in integrity with yourself, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.